Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. It's good to see those faces this morning uh, on Zoom, so I just want to give a special welcome to our Zoom family and friends, and also uh, a welcome to our Facebook family and friends uh, on this beautiful uh, Sunday, August 16th, 2020. Uh, So I'm really excited to be here for several reasons, and and I'll update you on that, but um, uh, just want you to know that uh, uh, we've got, uh, later on, we've got some special guests that are going to be joining us today, so Really hang on there, um, uh, uh, Zoom family, uh, Facebook family. Uh, I don't, we're just going to have to update you later on them. But, uh, uh, you know, over the course of this summer, and I can't believe it's already the middle of August, uh, you know, earlier um, I talked y'all into, uh, or y'all talked me into letting Rachel come on as an intern. Uh, for our community connections, and uh, God's been working, and uh, uh, the whole aspect was recognizing what God's been doing specifically during uh, this pandemic, and uh, how God has just opened up, not shut us down as a church, but opened us up even more as a body of Christ, and uh, seeing opportunities to advance the good news of Jesus Christ and also to build connections within our community. And so, you know, after uh, I had to uh, get on to Rachel a whole lot to make her do something. No, I'm kidding. Y'all know her. She's she's always way ahead and uh, waiting on us. But um, God is really, uh, really blessed and uh, uh, led us to a beautiful, another beautiful partnership with Homestretch. And you're going to have the opportunity to do a meet and greet, a Zoom meet and greet uh, after uh, our the message and the worship time. So please hang on for that. But again, I just want to thank you guys. The reason I'm excited to be here is because, as you can see, I'm not in Grady. And I'm not just excited to be out of Grady, but I, I'm, I'm excited that... Um, well, a little bit. I, I've almost three weeks down in Grady, Alabama. And as much as I love it, I'm glad to be back here. Um, and I'm excited because uh, Dad, I could leave and not, you know, be really concerned because Dad is making progress. Um, so, you know, it's been like I've been telling you, it's been a doozy uh, over these um, over these last three weeks, and uh, uh, I feel you know, like I've been in a, uh, down in a whale somewhere, you know, so I'm, I'm merged up. Um, so, you know, uh, we're bombarded with all the news and all the changes and stuff like this, but the, uh, and we hear about and see about, uh, you know, how this COVID, uh, has, uh, affected people, but, uh, our, my Grady family was caught up, has been caught up in the COVID storm. And, um, it's been, since that point, it's been intense. It's been challenging. Uh, it's been a little bit exhausting, but uh, we have not been anxious and we've not been worried. Why? Because we live with the certainty that God is in control, 
that Jesus has overcome. That's what he says. And therefore, he says we are overcomers and that our precious Holy Spirit has energized us in our inner being. So I'm just so grateful and thankful to God for that. And, and the other thing is, is that I came home last night and I went straight downstairs and I got me some mica. Woo! I was holding Micah and it was hard for them to get her away from me. So, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I'm feeling good. Um, all right. So here's where we are. Last week. Um, oh, by the way, congratulations, uh, John and Susan Turner on your new grandbaby. Are y'all on? I don't know if they're, are they on board here? Woo! Oh, I know that they're all excited. And we're thanking God for that. Um, and uh, I understand that uh, there was a, um, a birth for in the in, uh, Carson and Tess. Uh, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm kind of blurry, but uh, just want to continue to pray for them. Um, all right. Last week, uh, you know, we were talking about how we uh, have things have changed because, you know, we've been in this COVID storm for, you know, going on six months now. Uh, but not only are we in a COVID storm, but it is very clear that we're in a cultural storm. And, um, you know, the winds of our nation have changed. But really more so, you know, more than ever in my lifetime, you know, as followers of Jesus, it is very clear. I think it's very clear that we are, you know, going against the wind that we are living against the wind. There's so much antagonism. Uh, there's, there's, there's so much, you know, hatred. There's truly a movement. And we know that the source of that, but there's a movement to shut the mouths of followers of Jesus Christ, to shut the mouths of Christians. And so last week we spent some time in, in encouraging one another to, that God is calling us to stand up to armor up in the armor of God, you know, from Ephesians 6. Uh, but then also we talked about to, to pray up, to continue to pray up. And I left us with two challenges last week that uh, for us to be doing all week long. One was to pray for bold inspiration. And we took that from Ephesians 6, 19 and 20, where Paul says, you know, I want you to stay alert, guys. And he said, pray for me that, that God would give me the words to say. So we need to constantly pray, you know, for inspiration and trust that God's going to give us the words to say as we are in this cultural storm, but also to pray for bold uh, proclamation. Um, and that means that we just got to say it, you know, we got to say it. Um, and so we, we looked at one passage out of, out of, uh, of Acts chapter 26 and it's really going to be what we launch off into today. And it's, it's the words of Paul. It, it was the calling that, that God had given Paul. And uh, he was proclaiming that as he were, was before uh, Festus and King Agrippa, you know, and uh, he was asking for a hearing with uh, Caesar. And uh, he had this to say, and I'm going to ask Stevers if he would, uh, for our... Um, Zoom folks, he had put this passage up, but in, in Acts chapter 26, uh, 17 and 18, he says this, and this is from the Passion uh, paraphrase. He says, 
this is what Jesus calling was on him. I will rescue you from the persecution of your own people and from the hostility of the other nations that I will send to you. And you will open their eyes to their true condition so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to the power of God. By placing their faith in me, they will receive the total forgiveness of sins and be made holy, taking hold of the inheritance that I give to my children. And then this is what Paul had to say to King Agrippa. He says, so you see, King Agrippa, I have not been disobedient to what was revealed to me from heaven. He's saying, this was God's calling in my life. And King, through all the hardships, through all the storms that I've been through, I have not been disobedient to the vision from heaven to the vision that God has given to me. So that is my prayer for us, that today, as that we would renew our commitment, not just to what we're doing in our life, but to, to, to be able to say, along with Paul, I was not disobedient to the vision, to what was revealed to me as a follower of Jesus Christ from God. Would you pray with me? Father God, we just thank you so much for your amazing love and grace. We thank you that even though uh, we come here today, some of us from some crazy storms, uh, uh, we, we feel like we've been battered and shipwrecked. Uh, and yet, Lord, we're coming because our hope is in you. Our confidence in, is in you. And not in a whimsical way, but it is it is solid because, Lord, you fulfill your promises. Your promises are yes in Jesus. And that there's nothing uh, that can overcome us whenever our life is in your hands. Lord, we just come today to worship you, but also Jesus. We come today to sit at your feet. And we ask, oh, Holy Spirit, that you would open our hearts and our minds to what you're wanting to, to reveal to us, to how you're wanting to express yourself to us today. Lord, I just pray that you'd wrap us all up in your loving arms as we gather here virtually from uh, all over Georgia, from Alabama, from Florida, from um, North Carolina, uh, from uh, the state of Washington, uh, from really all over the world, from Europe, God, we're, we're gathered today as one, and we pray that you would unite us in spirit and purpose today so that you would be lifted up, Jesus, and that our Heavenly Father would be glorified. Uh, we praise you today. We worship you today, for you are worthy of all our praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So I'm going to ask if you would get your Bible or if you don't have a Bible, get your app on your phone because we are going to get busy in some scripture today and we're going to hang with Acts chapter 26. OK, uh, because, you know, as we're talking about the storms that we're in, the COVID storm, the cultural storms, uh, the racial storms, we are in storms. <laughs> well, 
there's a literal storm that we see that Paul faced as, as we continue to read in Acts chapter 26 and 27, and then we're going to touch on 28. So you got your Bibles? You ready to go? Uh, I think there's some amazing and powerful and yet encouraging life lessons that God will reveal to us as, as we see the testimony of Paul as he continues to live faithfully, obediently to the, to the revelation of Jesus and the kingdom that he was advancing because that's what, that's what his prayer was. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. All right, so Paul is here and, you know, he's fighting for his life. He's, he's, he's testifying to the good news of Jesus Christ. And, you know, there's all this opposition that he is facing. And uh, so he's saying, okay, King, I'm just telling you, here's the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, he had this to say in, in verse 22 of, of, of Acts chapter 26. And he said, I just want you to know that through all the thick and thin, I have had God's help. So he lived with that confidence. I, my prayer for you today is that you know every single day <clears throat> that you've got God's help. Do you know that? Do you live with that certainty? Uh, when we were down, when I was down there, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the COVID storm, you know, in Grady, listen, I lived every day knowing that I had God's help. I live with, with the certainty that God would not fail me. That, that I would live with God's help, you know, and, and, and if we are living for him, we can live with that sense of confidence. If we, if we continue to keep that track record going in our relationship with him, we're living with God's help. And then he's starting to just share the good news and the gospel. And, and, you know, uh, Festus says, what do you think you're going to persuade me to become a Christian? And Paul says, well, that's my prayer. That's my prayer, <laughs> is that you would come to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, he's got Agrippa, King Agrippa. He's got Festus there. and Paul makes his appeal. And those two guys are going, Dad, gum, if he had not appealed to Caesar, you know, uh, there's he should be set free. There should be no problem with what's going on in his life. Now, so here's the deal. Because Paul appealed to the higher court, he wouldn't be left to the Jews and and. And, and all of their lies and, and, and their ragtag court and process, he, he had appealed to Caesar. And so now he's got to get to Rome. And so we pick up in chapter 27. Uh, and in chapter 27, we see that uh, it's his now being delivered to Caesar. He's got to sail to Italy from there in Jerusalem. So let's look at what goes on here. So beginning with verse one of chapter 27, when I, it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius. So, uh, so all these prisoners that had to go report to Italy, to Rome, to Caesar, uh, the, you know, they're having to make this voyage over there. Now, and so what we begin to see is the, what happens in this voyage. Uh, number one, in verse four, he says, well, we were trying to make our way there, but the winds were against us. And then we see in verse six of that particular chapter that after they had uh, after they had docked a little bit in Lycia, it says there was a centurion found 
uh, the centurion found an, uh, an Egyptian ship, uh, the Alexandrian ship, and uh, they put us on board of that ship. So they had to change. They had to change their plan. They changed ships right there. And then in verse seven, it says, well, the winds were uh, against us and they would not allow us to continue on the course that we were going in. And so uh, verse eight, pick up there with me. He says in verse eight, he said, uh, we moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fairhaven. So everything about their journey is being resisted. It's great difficulty. The winds are against them. And so here's what Paul does because, you know, he's praying, you know, he's praying for bold inspiration. He's praying for bold proclamation. So look what Paul does in verse 10. He says, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo into our own very lives. So he just stood up. Now, do you ever feel like that? Like here is Paul. You know, he is he is not this big sailor. And uh, but he stands up. And he says what God put on his heart to say. Now, I'm sure that there are some people that are experts in certain fields that when you're in their presence, you go, well, who am I to say this? Listen. Here's the key for us as followers of Jesus Christ. We need to pray and be sensitive to what God is saying to us and then boldly say it no matter what. Guess what? They didn't listen to Paul. Verse 11 says, well, they didn't pay attention to him. They paid attention to the experts, to the pilot of the ship. And so, well, Paul said what he needed to say. Sometimes what you have to say is going to fall on deaf ears. But here's, here's the deal. Say it. Say it. It's not your responsibility uh, for the results. It's your responsibility to be faithful. Okay? So he says it. Now, pick up with me in verse 13. Uh, here's the storm. In verse 13, it says, When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought that they had obtained what they wanted, so they weighed anchor and they sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Caudia, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. And the, when the men had hoisted it aboard, they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together. This is a raging storm. Fearing that they would be lowered, uh, uh, fearing that they would run aground on the sandbars of Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. Verse 18, we took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. There's going to be seasons of your life where it's going to look absolutely hopeless. There's going to be circumstances or situations where it's going to seem absolutely hopeless. Some of you are really thinking right now that what's going on in our culture 
that it's absolutely hopeless. And yet, you know, in those times when it goes from bad to worse, what do we do? What do we do? Do do we resort to our own measures or do we continue to look to God and be expectant upon, you know, his plan and his purpose? All right. So here we see that when they had given up hope, look at verse 21. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, man, you should have taken my advice. (laughs) Uh, not to sell from Crete, then you would have spared yourselves from this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, now listen to this, last night, an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, stood before me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, man, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Wow. Okay. These are a bunch of heathens. You know, these are people, I mean, they... It would seem silly to them, but you know what Paul did? He responded to the inspiration that God had given him, and he spoke up. And in speaking up, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if they took courage from that or not, but it looks like they did. And it may again, it, there may be times when you go, "Oh my goodness." These people don't give a rip about God. They don't have a clue. They are so filled with hatred. They are so filled with themselves. They're so full of whatever it may be. And yet, God's saying, I want you to speak. I want want you to speak up and say, hey, you know what? God, God has spoken to me through his living word. He's affirmed that through his Holy Spirit. And, and, And I just want to share what God has said. The God that I serve, he's he's not a religion. He is a personal God who sent his only son to live and to die for us and then to be resurrected and then give us his Holy Spirit. And so I'm speaking these wonderful words of life. So, um, you know, there's a time to just courageously speak. There's going to be an opportunity this week this week for you to speak out what God has put on your heart. All right. So now let's pick up verse 27. Marathon, you ready? On the 14th night, 14th night, we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea. When about midnight, the sailors sensed that they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found that it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. All right, now they're praying. (laughs) At least they're praying. Prayed for daylight. In an attempt, in verse 30, in an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending that they were going to lower the anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion, to Julius, and to the soldiers, unless these men stay on the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes 
and held the uh, lifeboat and let it fall away. They cut the ropes, they held the lifeboat, and it just fell away. So they, they cut off, I mean, all, all means of escape was gone. Sometimes God is calling us to, to, to cut some things that we're kind of putting a little bit of tr- our backup plan. They cut it, went away. So let's pick up from there. Verse 33, just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, for the last 14 days, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food and you haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. And after he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of all of them. And then he broke it and he began to eat. And they were all, listen to this, they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Pause just a minute there. You're in the midst of a lot of godless people. You're in the midst of folks that don't don't have a clue. And yet you respond to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and you speak the wonderful words of life. You share what God has said. And look, they were encouraged in the midst of the storm. It says, all together, verse 37, all together there were 276 of us on board. And when they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. So they're just throwing it all overboard. Verse 39, when daylight came, They did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with a sandy beach where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. Cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudders. And then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow stuck stuck fast and would not move and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. Listen to this now, verse 42. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. That makes sense, right? But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could to swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or pieces of the ship in this way, Everyone reached the land safely. Guess what? Yeah, I'm sure it was the practice that, you know, if you're going to lose a prisoner, you got to go and kill them because you can't let them escape. But, you know, Paul lived with confidence of, of God's favor. Let me ask you this. Are, are you living with the, constant, uh, the confidence of God's favor? Why? Because Paul said earlier, King, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. I was not disobedient to what God has called me to do. That my life is not my own. I'm living that his kingdom would come and his will be done. That his purpose and plans would be fulfilled. All right, so they all made it to shore. Good news. Yay, they're on, a, they're on an island. Anybody want to go? Anybody want to go to some distant island? Get out of this COVID storm. All right, pick up on verse uh, uh, in chapter 28. 
I told you it was going to be a marathon of scripture. Okay, once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of uh, bush, uh, brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, <laughs> fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. Wow. What an adventure. What, what, a, what a story of God's faithfulness. Yeah, this, is, this is truly a God story. Now, not many of us have something similar to that. And yet, here is, I think, a reminder. I, there's some powerful lessons that I, come, that I really think that come through uh, this long passage that, that, that we've been looking at. Number one is this. You know, as we are living against the wind, like Paul, we need to have an unshakable trust and reliance in Jesus. Not the circumstances, not, you know, what others can do to us. I mean, there were the odds were stacked against him, but Paul lived with this unshakable trust in God, this reliance on Jesus. Secondly, I think that we see in the life of Paul and what God's calling us to is this, an unshakable commitment to advancing the name of Jesus and his kingdom. That was, that was, that was unshakable. It wasn't Paul's agenda. It wasn't Paul's plans. And God is calling every one of us to, to be kingdom people. You know, it's uh, this COVID storm this cultural storm is shaking us at our very roots and saying, listen, our life is not our own. This is not our home. We are sojourners here, and God is simply called us to be his people, uh, to advance his name and his purpose and his glory. Yes, we're going to have fun in the midst of this. Yes, there's going to be joy because that's who God is. But that's that's not the primary goal. It's not like I want my plans to succeed. No, it's God, your kingdom come, your will be done. Unshakable trust and reliance in Jesus, an unshakable commitment to Jesus and his kingdom. And so I, I think that just leads us to, to, to really, you know, embracing this reality and not be shaken whenever there is opposition, not be shaken when there are terrifying events that come, whenever it looks like we're going to die, that we could die, when, when there are <coughs> challenges that come our way. The truth of the matter is, is this, listen, believer, listen, follower of Jesus Christ. We know that the winds are against us. Like Paul, the winds are against us. Don't be discouraged by the circumstances. Listen, there are delays. They were delayed, delayed, delayed. This was months and months and months uh, as far as that journey. 
right now you may be experiencing a delay. It looks like it's not going to happen. You're off on some island. You know, this, this is not where you thought you would be at this particular time. Oh, you'll get there. This delay is not your destiny. Is not your destiny. Trust him. Trust him. Don't be discouraged by the oppositions of culture. Don't be discouraged by that. Don't, don't let this drive your faith in God. Stay dependent on God in, in the difficulty. Stay dependent on him. Stand up and speak as you continue to live your life uh, just devouring the word of God, inspired by his Holy Spirit. But also do this, expect God's favor. Really expect God's favor as his child. Um, because I want you to do this with me. And I sent this to one of my kids this, this past week. And it, you write this down. It's Psalm 138.8. And this is what David said. Psalm 138.8. He said this. And uh, Steve, you can put this up there for our Zoom. The Lord, 138.8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Okay, say, say that with me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Do you believe that? I believe that. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. It will not be thwarted. It will not be thwarted. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. He will fulfill that. Are you trusting him to do that? Wow. Your love, oh Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon. I, I like what the passion says on that. It says, don't quit on me now, Lord. <laughs> don't quit on me now. Uh, maybe that could be your prayer. And you know what he's going to say? Oh, no. No, all you have to look, all you have to do is look at the cross. You look at the cross and you'll know I will never, ever abandon you. I will never quit on you. So here's a couple of questions I have I have for you today. Number one, number one, church, you've zoomed it. You've done church in person, all that. Is Jesus Christ your personal savior? Have you truly surrendered? Have you surrendered your life, your plans to him? Have you, have you acknowledged that apart from Jesus, you will never have life as God, as God created us for? It's not adding something. It's, it's abandoning yourself to Jesus, the Savior of the world. Jesus, I acknowledge my sin, and I ask that you come in because I have been tossed to and fro, and it messes me up so much. Well, you, you're trusting yourself. You're, you're, you're relying on the circumstances. No, Jesus, you're my Savior. You're my Lord. Have you made that decision? If you've not, I want to invite you to do that today. To say, Jesus, I, I, I don't know what I've done before, but I, today I acknowledge that I need you and that you are so amazing and that through thick and thin, I need you. And I trust what you've done for me. Oh, I hope that you can say that today. And number two, here, here, here's what I'm asking of you. Will you, with me, commit from this day forward? Let's don't look at the past. We can't do nothing about that. But will you commit with me 
to, to make Paul's motto, Paul's life statement, your life statement. To be able to say to whoever you're talking to, oh, oh, king, oh, culture, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. I will be obedient to what God is calling me to do. I, I will put my trust in him. I will advance the name of Jesus. I will advance the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a radical statement. That's a radical statement. Will you just say, God, by with your help and through your power, I will not be disobedient to what you have purposed for me. It's like Paul, I don't care who you are. The truth of the matter is, is that he has a plan and he has a purpose for you. He created before, before you were ever in existence, good works for you to do. I will not be disobedient to what you call me to do. Hey, we are living in the storm, but God will fulfill his purpose for us. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you so much for your amazing love. Thank you for just this encouragement as we look at Paul and we, God, we see how, Lord, you are so sovereign. There is nothing that's going to thwart your plan and your purpose. Lord, I pray that, number one, that we would place our complete trust and faith in you today. And that, number two, that we would live with confidence. And that we would not allow the storm to, to rob us of the joy of life. That we will not be shaken. We thank you that you have made that possible for us. And that as a result of, uh, Lord, what you are doing, that your name would be lifted up. We give you praise, honor, and glory today. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May people look at me and you and go, wow. Like Paul go, hmm. They've had this, that, and the other happen to them, and, and they're still standing. That's, that's what the world needs to see. That's what they need to see, genuine, not just words, people that live out the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.